Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Put your hands together for the flowers and the ashes. The beautiful young ladies are called flowers. Hallelujah. They welcome you to church. They make you feel comfortable. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, my neighbor, have you been coming to church for the past three or four weeks? Let me... What did your neighbor say? If today is your neighbor, if your neighbor has been coming, say, my neighbor, you have done well. And I believe that we are growing well together. But if today is your first time, I need you to sit very well because you're about to hear the word of God like never before. Hallelujah. And I always say, and I will keep on saying that this is the best church. If you are somebody who wants to love God more, if you are somebody who wants to walk closely with God, if you are somebody who wants to do better in life, then you are in the right church because in this church you will excel in every area of your life simply because God has bless us with a pastor who is leading us in the right direction, feeding us every Sunday with the word of God and we are growing and getting better. Please stand to your feet, put your hands together as we welcome our pastor E.S. Joy. Put your hands together for him and make some noise. Hallelujah. If that was for the Lord, it wasn't strong at all. Give him a hand clap. Come on.
Hallelujah. Amen. You know, in this church, we teach, okay? That's why Lady Reverend was teaching us to give this morning. Uh-huh. Because some of us, Charlie, where you are from, basically every month you put aside four Ghana cities. And every Sunday as you go to church, you take one. Then you drop it inside. So you've grown up just doing. You don't know why. In the same way, first of all, when the praise and worship is going on, today the team was fantastic. Put your hands together for them. You are not arrived. You have not yet arrived. So you have just come. You haven't done any praise and worship. Are you there? You have not praised God. The Bible says that we should come enter his courts. Are you there? Enter with what? Praise. Yes. So that is why we do what we are doing. Enter with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Amen. Amen. So there is a point. There is a meaning. David was somebody that God said, this man is after my own heart. How come he said that? It was from the praise the man was giving. The whole of the Psalms is full of it. Are you there? Amen. David was the one who said, as the deer pants for the waters, so my soul pants. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And that's why it's one song. We'll learn it until you learn it. I'm not in a hurry. I'm not in a hurry. So let's take it again. It's just one song. Simple chorus. And your body is part. Thank you for bringing us to church one more Sunday. Another opportunity to come together, fellowship in your presence. Thank you, Lord, that you are with us. You've kept us through this week. Lord, some have died, but we were not inside. And we're grateful. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. We are no better than those who passed away. You've just kept us alive because you are doing it. And we're grateful. We thank you in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Before you sit, take up your Bible, wherever your Bible is. Please, if your phone is where your Bible is, I want to beg you, buy a Bible, a physical Bible. And if you have your pornography on the, on the phone, don't add it. Don't lift it, please. <clears throat> you don't want to multiply the things that are on your phone. But let's make this confession together because the Bible says the power of life and death is in your tongue. The things you say, they come to pass. And so you want to say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. 
Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Take your seat this wonderful morning. Hallelujah. It's a blessing to be with you. We cry. We are surprised that we are still here. I said we are surprised we are still here. I thought they would either have opened your... (laughs) I thought they would either have opened your university or closed it, but it looks like they are not sure. And so we too, we are here. Is that okay? Hey, you will not mind me. Ah, You have slept the whole week. Now that you have come here to your quiet, what is that? Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. And we just continue week after week and we see what the Lord will do. And this morning I'm starting with a few announcements. The first thing that I'll say to you is that so far, currently, we have three services running in this church. The first one runs on Tuesday evenings from 6 p.m. The second one is this one, Sunday morning at 7 and then the next one after that is at 10 on a Sunday. We're going to increase that number to five. Tuesday morning, Saturday evening, Sunday, 7.30, Sunday, 10.30, and Sunday evening. Amen. <clears throat> okay. And it's just to make a way for you to serve God. Yeah. So I've made the announcement where you will see it flying over the pages as soon as we decide when the Saturday is going to open. And the reason, there are two reasons for it. One of the reasons is simply that life has changed. Are you in the house? Yeah, life has changed. There are things going on. Some of you belong to campuses or courses where they do exams on a Sunday morning. And so you better use some wisdom to defeat the devil. Usually you succumb to him. You allow him to do what he wants to do. So when they say you are going to do your exam on Saturday, you come to church on Sunday. When they say you are going to do your exam on Sunday, you say I'm coming on Saturday evening or on Sunday evening. Amen? Then there are also some of you who have real, what I call relentless causes. The cause is just so full and so packed that you find yourself just looking for a break. And in causes like that, I'll say to you, just find yourself in church on Saturday evening so that on Sunday morning, you can sleep and wake up when you wake up and get yourself ready for the next week. Are you there? I said, are you there? Just to help you so that you are still serving God. Push your neighbor and say, it's not an excuse to stop going to church. Uh-huh. Because some of you, the way you are, no. <laughs> the way you are, you are planning to drill. The person who calls, say, oh, I'll go to church in the evening. I'll go in the evening. <laughs> are you there? Then there are also some people who are working so much in the service that they don't get to hear the word of God. Yeah, you stretch them so much. They spend their whole time. By the time they enter the service, I know one guy, he enters the service usually around 12, hot and sweaty. He has sent his people to church in batches, but he himself, no word. So such a person should go to one other service when they don't call anybody. Are you there? You don't take care of anybody. Dancers find the service that are not dancing. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? Because some of you, as you have danced, no, Charlie, your brain is not working again. <laughs> you know, it's just, an, you know, I'm, it's not by force. Nobody's going to check it. But I'm just giving you advice. Amen. I'm a pastor. I'm preaching all the time. I have where I go. Where I'm not doing anything. If a flower pot is falling, Christ will fall. 
Africa. I, yeah, I'm just a visitor in the church. And in those services, I hear everything. I take out my notebook, I write notes. Are you with me? Here, I cannot, when you see me on my phone, I'm not chatting with somebody. Who, here, I'm giving somebody a blasting. I discovered, for instance, that the screen outside was not working. And I just, oh, what, what is that? Yeah, so I'm on my phone. Hey, the church is quiet. <laughs> or oh, I'm sitting there, I've told somebody, come to church, and I've looked, the person is not there. So I'm sending another message. My friend, you better move from where you are. So my mind is on a lot of things. But I also have, I like music a lot. Are you here? I like music a lot, but the music in my church, Sunday morning, I'm working. So the concert on the 14th, they will work, and I will sit down and just enjoy the music and sing. Yeah. Hallelujah. So that's the first thing, number of services. The second thing is that next week, Monday, is Valentine's Day. (laughs) If... you are still on camp why you are smiling you don't know that we are celebrate valentine's day here <laughs> hey is this a church or what yes we are a church we are a church and we recognize that people want to do something on valentine's day so every year for the past how many years we have done different things we have had dinners we have had fashion shows we have had something 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 so that you don't have to go somewhere that is not good for you Uh and this year this year we are going to change our hall it's going to become a concert hall amen if you came to school without something red you've got this week to find something red anything anything please come with your bandana the red bandana come don't take it off yeah just come isn't she in something red yeah it's red on her head yeah are you there yeah thank you amen or you may have a red i'm seeing some people in the red top some of us too you see some of us we don't have any other party to go any other something listen your heels that you brought that you don't have anywhere to wear them to wear the heels and come uh-huh. Uh-huh. and we'll be here the only part I can tell you is that there's a very wild concert but the other things when you come then you come and see amen push your neighbor and say, say, say neighbor try and be here amen and you see it's going to come on whether your lecturers say they are opening school or they are not closing school we there we shall be here uh-huh. Yeah. So, I, mean, I don't know about you but I will, I'll be here and then <laughs> amen this week Wednesday, Thursday, Friday there's a convention right here amen and if you are around you are always welcome to join us but it's a time of blessing conventions are times when the Lord just blesses his people yeah there are times that he just blesses his people i have been blessed at many conventions and so you want to just be here you all right okay i'll give you the last announcement after the church service right now i have to preach i gotta preach we have been talking about seven great principles of salvation and we've been on it for some weeks and this is our last week on it so i hope you've learned something 
Principle number one, man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. How I wish my people who are my examples would just come so I don't have to call them. Just come so that you remind us. And film stars, you're doing a great job reminding us of the word of God every week. Amen. So in this our demonstration, man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. And I've taught you a lot about that difference. Number two, principle number two, the spirit of the unsaved man is dead and desperately wicked. And I told you that that is why you need to be born again. It's not according to whether you are a moral person or whether you are a disciplined person. That's not it. It has to do with your spirit. Jesus said that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So an unsaved person, an unbeliever, their spirit is dead. Courtesy of Adam and Eve. Okay. Now, the spirit of the saved man is righteous and truly holy. So even though you have a mouth like a gutter snipe, and even though the way you do your things is not correct, your spirit, if you have given your life to Christ, your spirit is born again. Your spirit, because that's the exchange that happens when you are born again. It's a spiritual thing. So the next time somebody tells you that, ah, you are a Christian and you are like this. Tell them that God is not done with me yet. Yeah, but it's better. You are a work in progress. But as for your spirit there, it is saved. And that is why when somebody receives Christ just the day before they die, they still go to heaven. Because it's about the spirit. Amen? We went on to learn that after you are born again, your spirit... So those of you behind the laptop, I don't know what you are doing there. Because by now, it should be up on the screen after you are born again your spirit is a newborn baby and it must grow amen that's what the film stars were trying to show us today it's a newborn baby so your spirit is born again but you don't read bible so you are very weak you don't nothing nothing are you there and that is why I'm going to give you one last announcement at the end. It has something to do with the learning of the word so that your spirit can grow. When your spirit is weak, it's always being overcome all the time. Number five, which was the last one we did last week. After you are saved or after you are born again, your mind is still the same and it must be renewed. Many times your mind is a, is a combination of things you have learned or, you know, of your background. And you may be thinking some way just because of where you are from. But when you give your life to Christ, that mind, you begin to, to, to organize it according to the word of God. Amen. Are you in the house? Yeah. And as you do that, your life begins to change. So if you are here, you are saying, I gave my life to Christ so many years ago, but I've seen no change. Then I'm showing you where, why the change has not come. Your spirit is saved, yes, but your mind is still the same. And I gave you Romans 12 and verse 2, which says that we are renewed, we are transformed by the renewal of our mind. So if our mind does not change, even though your spirit is saved, you'll be the same. And that's why there are people who you wonder about their behavior because when you look on the outside, they are the same. Hallelujah. And I shared with you that for your spirit to grow, you need to do something. Some prayer time, some fasting time, some, some study of the word time. These are things that go directly and feed your spirit. And just like how as you have eaten, you have eaten ah, to get to the height that you are. If you didn't eat, you would not be like this. 
Yeah. But when you eat one meal, you can't say, as I've eaten this fufu and bonku, Lord, show me exactly where, which part of me is growing. You, some of you are eating breakfast this morning already. Where is it? We can't find it. But as you keep eating, you will grow. Say, oh, me, they're not. They have grown. My height. Oh, no problem. You stop eating. We shall hear of you soon. Yeah, it's true. We shall hear of you in the next four or five days. We shall hear of you. Because that food that you are eating is doing something. In the same way, our spiritual food, as you wake up in the morning and have a quiet time, as you expose yourself to teaching and preaching, as you study the word, as you pray, as you fast, it is doing something in your spirit and your spirit is growing. One day you look up and your spirit is strong enough to say things and to matter in your life. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. This side, are you awake? At the back, are you awake? Hmm. the next principle that we're doing so we're just doing the last two principles today principle number six after you are born again your body is still the same and you must keep it under control ah, that's why he has been standing here unchanged I chose body I've always used the example of a big man as body. Why? Because the body is the one that is thriving for most of us. We bath it, we feed it, we pamper it, we pour oils on it, we visit the barber with it, we go to the hairdresser. I mean, all the attention is there. Your mind, only when you come to school, then you give it small. Even that one crowd, they have to force you. Only in school. I'm changing, I'm changing. But the body, we take care of it. Now, we are doing a dangerous thing because the fact of the matter is that the one thing that will not change, cannot change, will never change, is your body. Well, I mean, I'm talking about born again and not born again. When you give your life to Christ, if you were thin, you continue to be thin. If you didn't have hair, you see this scanty hair, what would be your face? Small, small ones. That's how it is. That's how it is. Are you in the church? If you are as small as a pepper pot, that's how you are. That's just how you are. Yeah. Your body is like that. Amen. However, the nature of the body, if you joke with it, are you in the church? Let's go to scriptures. First Corinthians chapter 9. Let's go to verse 27 first. First Corinthians 9, 27. Paul was speaking and he says something. But I keep my body. I keep under my body. And bring it into subjection. Lest that by any means when I have preached to others... I myself should be a cast away. We are talking about Apostle Paul, the writer of over 60% of the New Testament. A man who met Jesus Christ in a, a whole revelation. His whole life was changed. And he wrote, some say he wrote Acts, others dispute it. But we know for sure that he wrote Romans. 
He wrote Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy. Are you in the church? Titus, Philemon. The man wrote the things we are reading in the Bible that are helping us and guiding us to know which way. It's Paul who wrote them guided by the Holy Spirit. And yet, he said, I keep my body under so that after I finish giving you all this, after I finished teaching you all this, because he was a preacher and a teacher par excellence. When Paul entered the book of Acts, we didn't hear about Peter again. Peter, all of them, they became skeletons, skeletons in the book of Acts. As he arrived, due to the excellence of his work and the impact of his work. Are you in the church? And this is the man who says, I keep my body under. I subject it. I keep it under. I tell it what to do. Why? So that when I finish preaching, I will not be denied heaven because of my body. I came here to inform you that if you are going to insist on allowing your body to decide what you do, it will cost you your salvation. I didn't say it. You saw it. He said, I myself should be a castaway. I will not make it. But listen, scripture is verified by scripture. I saw a scripture this morning. Me, when I saw it, I began to complain. <laughs> oh, it's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. Romans chapter 8 and verse 13. I almost wish I had not seen it, but I saw it. <laughs> For if you live after the flesh, that is your body is in charge, you shall die. <laughs> But if you, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Are you here? If you live after the flesh, I want to eat. I want to sleep. I don't want to bath. I want to have sex. I want to watch whatever. I want to just follow what my body is. They say, you will die in other words he was speaking to people who are alive (laughs) and he's not talking about physical death please you shall die that means you were alive and you died because you are following your flesh and today the church is full of fleshly Christians and that is why when we announce we are going to fast immediately the number of people who take part you can divide the church into four yes flesh my body tells me what to do you are on your way I don't feel like waking up on Sunday morning. I don't feel like I don't feel like I don't I don't, I don't. your body is taking the lead. When they call you, Charlie, we say we're going to wake up and pray. I don't feel like praying. Which part of you doesn't feel like praying? Your spirit? Your body. Keep on. Keep on. Hmm. Wake up, we're going to church at 7. I don't feel like going to church at 7. It's not that you don't feel like going to church at 7. You don't feel like going to church. Let's watch and see. The same way we chase you for 7, that's how we're going to chase people at 7 p.m. And that's how we're going. Oh, yeah. They will have a reason why 7 or 3 p.m. they don't feel like I'm church. Hey. As soon as you start to hear the word of God, you start sleeping. That's you right there. 
I'm talking to you, 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 and especially you. Your flesh is in full control. Flesh. When you start watching the series, 24 hours you can be at the spot. When you start gaming and betting, you can game and you can bet until there is nothing. You have become a scarecrow. There is nothing to you. When you start watching the porn, you have watched the porn, you have watched the porn, you have watched it, your erection is almost permanent. Help me, Holy Ghost. I'm talking exactly to you. Because some of you, when you left your father's house to come to campus, you were sane. But after you have been here three or four weeks, you have already, already, you have begun. The body is manifesting already. Already. Because now, unlike your father's house, there's nobody to wake you up and say, Adra, there's nobody to send you to go and sweep. So you are now living fully in your flesh. That's your end. That's the Bible. It's not me. I told you I wish I had not seen the scripture. <laughs> I'm giving you another scripture. It's only scripture because if I follow you, I will sin. Romans 7:18. <laughs> Again, Paul is speaking. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh. Please, where is your flesh? Let me see your flesh. Yeah. I know Paul is wiser than you. He says, I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. Yeah. There are some of you, you are a believer, you are very righteous. And you believe that the others are sinners. You dear. <laughs> Please take it from me. You are about to fall. And when you fall, you will not... You will not even understand. You are actually trusting yourself, your flesh, your body. Okay, we are just here. We're not saying anything. Oh, me dear, I like fasting. I'm watching you. So when we say let's fast, you will not say, Lord, grant me grace. Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, if you don't help me, I'm not even say, oh, fasting. Me me Oh, fasting, dear me, Papa. I'm watching you. I'm watching you the day Delilah comes passing your path. I'm watching you. You are believing your flesh. Look, Paul said it. I said, this flesh that I have, nothing good. Nothing good. Hey. Are you in church? Hmm. Push your neighbor. Look, I was like, this guy who is sleeping, wake him up. He should sit down. I'm not mentioning your name. Look straight and smile. Nobody will know that it's you. Shabaya. Mikabataya. Oh, mommy, it's not like that, you see. That guy, I like him. Actually, I actually love him. Oh, we'll not do anything. We'll not do anything. You are a silly girl. Oh, it's true. The boy, he comes to sleep in my room, but nothing happened. 
Shibayakama. Yeah. I'm talking to you today. I'm telling you that you are an idiot with a capital I. Eh? Man, what? I didn't come to church for them to be insulting me. Sit down and be quiet. Somebody has to tell you the truth about yourself. Here you are. You are telling me that what? The guy, what? He just came and he lay on the edge of the bed on the right. You are an idiot. <laughs> we didn't do anything. We just. <laughs> His hostel, his hostel was locked. So he passed by your place. I didn't want him to sleep outside. Please give me languages. In Gabu, Lujibu, Olu, in Chi, Wejimi. Please, I need the Ewe one. The what? You are joking with your flesh. You are joking. The Bible says, if you are walking around and you see Satan, do you know Satan? The devil, please, he's not, he's not walking with horns. If you see the devil, the Bible says, stand, resist, he'll go. But devil, you are afraid of the demons in your hometown. But the Bible says, stand. If you meet demons, do what? stand. He says, whatsoever you bind on earth, bound in heaven, no problem. But when it comes to that thing called your body, when it comes to that thing called your flesh, when it comes to that thing which is just you and your, he says only one thing, run away, flee, flee, flee. You have come on this earth, you are only 20 years old, and you think you know more than the Bible. That's why I call you an idiot. God, who made you, He told you that when it comes to man, body matters, you have only one exit run away. Run. You have found yourself bound to pornography. Either you get rid of your phone or it gets rid of you. Because you are playing with something that can over you. And God knows flesh we never stand. You run. So that boy who is coming to your room, tell that please, you and I, we didn't pay the rent for this room. You can't be here. of you I wonder at most are the roommates of those who come to sleep with the boy in the room you to me you are the greatest wonder on earth Ah, I have paid my rent for my room how can another human being come and crowd my space you gotta be joking you have just got to be joking Hmm. Uh, if I don't move on I'll not finish (laughs) hmm I'm looking for a scripture. No, you see, these are real things. And when you fool with them, you pay. You pay. And you see, some of your parents, they didn't know. 
and today they are paying. That's how come your mother has five children by five different men. She didn't know. And don't you dare disrespect her. She didn't hear what you are privileged to hear in your youth. She thought that each one of those men would marry her. But look at what has happened. First Corinthians 6. Those of you who say the Bible is outdated, it's you who doesn't know your Bible. First Corinthians 6, I'm reading from verse 15. Know you not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he who is joined to a harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. Verse 18. Flee fornication. If it's your own Bible, underline it. Every sin that a man doeth is outside the body, but he that committeth fornication sins against his own body. What? Know you not that the body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you? That spirit is living inside you. The Holy Ghost is in you. Which you have of God. You are not your own. You are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. Every time you go and you join yourself to another person in fornication, in adultery, in sex. The Bible says you become one flesh. When that relationship breaks up, Charlie, I need to demonstrate this thing. Can I have some people up here who are not shy? Yeah, that's one guy. Come, good. Imagine come for me. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right. Okay, that's okay. Are you, in, are you watching what is going on here? Okay. So, this girl and this guy decide that God forbid, eh? God forbid. <laughs> the rest of you, please come this way. God forbid. God forbid. So they have become one flesh. Hold this one. Time goes on, as often happens on the campus. You have seen yourselves in your first year. You say, I'm in love, I'm in love. Nonsense. Anyway, let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> after a while after a while nothing new nothing something so they separate now watch when they separate in a relationship where they have been fornicating as they go as they go this is a part of her he goes with it she's minus it come don't go away then he goes with this one carrying part of her and she goes with this one minus something another guy hmm. are you there so you hold this one together good as he's going because they are parting again isn't it you caught ah! another part is not correct and he too goes to another with a part of somebody attached. No wonder by the time you have finished your 19 relationships, whether you are sane or you are mad, we don't know. Who you are, we don't know. Your whole self has changed. That's the reason. That's the reason. Know you not that anybody who goes to fornicate with somebody, you become one with her. Now when you separate 
Have you not noticed how clear your mind used to be when you were innocent? Now, your mind is corrupted. Yeah. Uh, give me my belongings. Father, preserve these ones in the name of Jesus. Amen. May it never be in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey! Turn to your neighbor and say, don't joke with your body. Do not. Do not. Don't. How many of you saw the video at uh, this mining place where a track of dynamite, an explosion, the explosion, that's what happens with your body. Yeah. Total destruction. Hmm. How to control your flesh quickly. Number one, be aware of the potential evil in your flesh. From today, never trust your flesh. Never trust it. Young man, you are in the room alone with a girl. You have shut the door. You are an eye. Hmm. Because you are trusting your flesh. That, oh, I don't feel anything. But, oh, uh, you know what? She has not begun to get into action on you. That's why you are saying what you are saying. And you do not know when the action will begin. Hmm. Are you in the church? Have you seen that you are quiet? You thought that you, the guys, you are the ones who are wild. Careful careful. Maybe it used to be like that but these days the babies they day. Hmm. Number two. Spend time fasting on a regular basis. Decide that every Friday I'm on a fast. Or every Wednesday. Why? You are just putting your body under. That's what Paul said. You see anytime you are fasting you realize that your body is stressed. Putting and telling him who the boss is. And number three. Do not give opportunities to your flesh you yourself know the things that are opportunities do not give opportunities to the flesh when I was your age I was also addicted to pornography in fact younger than you starting when I was about 10 because of somebody who was in my dorm are you there? it took me 12 years in fact more than 12 about 15 years to get free but when I got free one of the things the Holy Spirit helped me to do was to make a decision opportunity but I won't give it I don't give it are you in the church where you have traveled yeah opportunity no there are films that people watch I won't watch them it's okay you do you don't have my problem no problem are you in the house my husband and my sons they are busy people but one of their hobbies is films so when we know that we're going to meet as a family, they can take their time and find, and when we come on holiday, we're going to watch this one or two. They have learned to watch it minus their mother. Because they don't have my problem. <laughs> Are you afraid? I'm not afraid. I'm just not a fool. I just know that. No, that's your weak point. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. Somebody, yours is not porn. Yours is drink. Yeah. No, I used to have an assistant. My assistant pastor when I was in Tamale. He used to drink. And he said when he drinks and he's drunk, his mother will come in the night, you can hear her praying over him and he'll be laughing. He didn't know he was on his way to becoming an alcoholic. When he got born again, God helped him to break the habit of alcohol. He was so wild about it that he wouldn't allow himself to be in the presence, the same place where there's alcohol. Yeah, at all. It's like no opportunity. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. In those days, the church was a little small and we could afford to buy proper wine for the communion. And he'll say, please, for me alone, just put juice. Don't, don't, even under communion. It's like, the rest of you are okay. You don't have my drink problem. 
Don't give an opportunity. The thing is your weakness. Don't give an opportunity. Girls are your weakness. No girl can be your close friend. It's as simple as that. No, just acknowledge it. Oh, you're not understanding what I'm saying. You come and say, my bestie is this girl. No, no, no. No. Acknowledge your problem. Young lady, you like guys with hair on their chest. Shall I? You knock on the door. The guy is walking around shirtless. You shut the door and you go. Don't, don't enter. Just don't enter. That's if you are serious. That's if you are serious. If you are not serious, I leave you to it. And I shall have my handkerchiefs ready to clean your eyes. And so if you are in this church and I'm your pastor, don't do anything stupid. But if you do, come and talk. Do you understand? Come and what? You. I've said it. Please allow me to finish. Principle number seven. (laughs) After you are born again, your mind is still open to all kinds of things. You must learn to think on the right thoughts. We've dealt with the spirit, dealt with the body, your mind. Your mind also has a life of its own. Both God and the devil have access to your mind. The world also has access to your mind. Everything has access to your mind. I want you to see your mind as a a field that has free access for everybody. But a thought is like a bird. I cannot stop the bird from passing over my head, but I can stop it from landing. I can stop it from landing. Have you never have thoughts that you are shocked about? I'm asking a question. And you wonder, about, ah, where is that thought from? Now you know the source. Satan was passing. And as he passed, he dropped a thought. But the fact that he has dropped a thought doesn't mean you should collect it. He's passing, he drops the thought. You're a very ugly girl. Are you in the house? Then you start to think, hmm, what they're saying is true. Hmm. When I look in the room, among my roommates, I'm the ugliest. It started from when I was at home. Among my siblings, I'm the ugly one. They used to call me ugly ducky. Hmm. So as I've come, I can see what they're saying is true. Mm. You go to class. You see, even in this classroom, as we are sitting here, there are 200 people in this classroom. But you see, look at all the girls. So I'm the ugliest. Mm. It's true. What he said is true. So he passes again. And he says, he sends you another thought. In fact, the older you are getting, the uglier you are getting. Bah! Then he passes it. Then you also collect. You see, hmm. you see, my childhood picture, at least I used to be fine small. Look who. When I was in GSS, now I use Kakura, now dear. Mm. I mean, I think that by the time I'm 30, nobody will marry me. Mm. As I'm sitting, I won't get a husband. Mm. I won't get a husband. 
Look, oh, you see that girl who was in my class in SH, you see that she's married already. Hmm, I told you, I said it, me dear. I won't get a husband. Hmm. Hmm, I won't have a husband. I cannot be married. The thought so. Have you seen it building up? Hmm. Hey, look, oh, even my sister is mine, but me dear. Hmm. I'm just here. My younger sister, oh, I was here before. They passed me, they went to her. Nobody likes me. And he's still walking around. Nobody likes you. Everybody hates you. But, hmm, it's true. Everybody hates me. I don't even know what I'm doing on this earth. Why did I even come? God, why did you bring me? You shouldn't have born me. I shouldn't have come. I don't understand my use over here. Hmm. And so kill yourself. Kill yourself. After all, if you go, who is going to mind? Kill yourself. And I say, hmm, I will kill myself. What means am I going to use? Um, should I use a knife? No, no, it's too painful. Hey. 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 How did you get here? How did you get here? I thought, oh, you are ugly. Listen, you are as ugly as the next person by you. There will always be somebody uglier than you. It's not a problem. Oh, yeah. It's not, how can it be a problem? Do you think marriage is by beauty? Please look again. Look again. Ah, what are you saying? I said, look again. Next time you go to a wedding, look at the bride she's, as she's coming. Look at the ladies in the room. You will discover she's nowhere near the most beautiful woman in the room. Come on now. What are you saying? Oh. Hey, you see, me, I'm a girl. I'm already too tall. Hey, girl, open the door as if you own the world. That's why God gave you the height. Come on. Hey, but me, dear, I'm a guy. They say guys should be tall, and I'm short. I may be short, but the brain that's in my head is more than a machine. You cannot come on, come on. Make that thought cannot land. I say it cannot what? It cannot land. And you can see how the enemy uses it to cripple you. And what is crippling over? It's not even true. Those of you who are melancholic by nature, listen to me. It doesn't mean others don't do. They have their weakness in something else. But you, you see, everybody, our strongest point is our weakest point. Melancholic people are deep thinkers. That's why they often create things. Because they're very deep thinkers. But that's also why you will take a thought and run with it until you have made a mountain out of an anthill. Hey, the church is quiet. I'm ending. When I was growing up, I had two very beautiful sisters. And I also had very beautiful friends. Portable size, good shape. And every time, I don't know why, somehow, my best friends, that's why Lady Rehumi is one of my close friends. Beautiful people. And here I was, oversized taller than I should be. I'm taller than the average Ghanaian man. Also bigger than the average whatever. And when I was an unbeliever, the enemy used to beat me with it. But I found Jesus. And when I found Jesus, and I began to understand that what I think and what I say are important, things began to change for me. I began to wake up in the morning and I would look at the mirror I'm coming.
I'll look in the mirror and I'll say, thank you, Jesus. That's exactly how it's supposed to be. Thank you that I'm the apple of your eye. Thank you that I'm a sign and a wonder. Thank you that it was not a mistake that brought me here on this earth. I thank you. And as I began, I began to straighten my shoulders because there are some, you know, you begin to try and be shorter. And I began to see that there's nothing to be shy about. You may be shorter. You may be pretty, prettier. That's your lane. Me too. I have my lane. Yeah. Mm. One of my lanes is to be your pastor. That's why I'm not intimidated by you. Ooh. Mm. Are you in the church? From today, take possession of your thought life. Don't leave it for the devil to deposit things. What you think is what you will be. Find the scripture for me. As a man thinking, so is he. You think to yourself that you're going to be a prof, you will be. You think to yourself you're going to be a mortuary man, be careful because you will be. You think to yourself that, Charlie, I may come from nowhere, but I'm going to make it. You will make it. You think to yourself that, Charlie, where I come from, there's no money, but I'm going to be okay. You will be okay. Yeah. As a man thinking, so is he. Don't leave it for the devil work on it and as you are working on it use the scriptures it's the most powerful way to protect your mind god bless you i see you doing well in this life stand to your feet and somebody here the thought that is in your head is i'm gonna be a first class student oh you're gonna have that first class i say you're gonna get that first class yeah yeah you may not be the most clever oh who here it's not a problem you said you thought you have a first class it will be it will what it will be oh pastor you see right now the way my cw is stop it stop it we have been in this church and we have seen people in one year their cw has risen by nine it could be you some has risen by 15 it could be you it's up to you what you want to think is up to you are you going to believe the words of an enemy? Or are you going to believe what God says about you? The Bible says that you are the apple of his eye. Yeah. You are special to him. The Bible says he paid the top price for you. The value of something is according to the price. I used to wear a brass ring just to use as an example. And I'll ask them, check the gold and the view. Can you see which one? They couldn't see, but the difference in value was what you paid. Gold versus brass. Today, you are not brass. I say, you are not brass. You are not brass. You are precious to God, and you are a precious thing. Lift up your voice. Begin to speak to him and say something of faith. Where you want to go? What you want to be? Talk to him about it. Talk to him about it. Young lady, you are exposing your body because you don't think good of yourself. Begin to say good things. You're going to be, you're going to realize that people will appreciate you not because you expose your body, but because you're a good person, because you're a precious person, because you're a sweet person, a loving person. Come on, talk to God this morning. 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 
so young and yet he has put so many dark thoughts in your mind maybe because of so many sorrows that you had as you grew up but today I want you to see that you're gonna do well in spite of all that oh yes talk to the Lord for a few minutes talk to him for a few minutes talk to him for a few minutes hold on for me talk to him it's the same God Who's there for you at midnight hour? It's the same God who is able to wipe your tears away. It's the same God who is there in time for black and white. It's the same God. It's Jehovah, my great provider. Tell me why you've given up on God. as you were coming, you knew that there was nothing much in the house. It's not according to what is in the house. I was looking at one beautiful young lady this morning. I said to her, I can't believe you in the first year, the fourth year. After all the struggles, you've come that far. You're also the next one. What he has done for one, he will do for another. Oh yeah. 
I said, what he did for one, he will do for another. But don't allow the devil to make a nest in your head. Don't allow him to get control of your mind. Don't allow him to get control of your flesh. Help us, Lord. Keep us on the right way. And give him time. It will work out. But as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, in order for you to move on and stop the enemy from what he's doing, you need Jesus. And you need his power. And you are here today and you are like, I'm not really sure that I know what you're talking about. I want to invite you to give your life to Jesus. I want you to give your life to him. I want you to start a walk with him. My life changed when I began to walk with him. I realized that it was not true what the enemy had said. And I had the power to deal with it. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just lift up your right hand. Just lift up your right hand. We're going to pray together. God bless you. I see your hands. All over the room, I see them. I want you to just step out of there. Just come to me. Let's pray together. I also prayed a prayer like this, and it began things turning around. Step out of where you are. Just come. Just come. Just come. Oh, just come. As you're coming, know that Jesus is watching. Just come. Just come and stand. We're going to pray together. One more. One more. You said God doesn't like me anymore. Don't believe that thought. Step out and come. You say I'm disappointed in God. I thought it would be better. Come. Just step out. Just come. Just come. Just step out and come. He's been beating you, telling you that nobody likes you. But there's somebody who paid the highest possible price for you. That was Jesus. He paid with his blood. Why? Because you are worth it. If you're standing in front this morning, I want you to pray this prayer after me. And I want you to make it your prayer. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me. In the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my God. I thank you for saving me, for changing me, for changing my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I thank you for each one standing here this morning. I pray, Lord, that even as they've given their lives to you, may they experience the freedom that comes with it. And Lord, turn their lives around. May they testify of how things changed after they gave their lives to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at FOLCIEDRC. God richly bless you.